0: Thanks so much for joining me in this episode. We're going to be talking about dealing with downsizing your home, why you might be doing it and how to make it a little easier. You'll find more information and links to resources I mentioned in the episode all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 188. This episode is brought to you by Making Light Candles. Making Light Candles is a subscription service that brings two full-size candles to me each month, along with a tea light candle previewing a scent for the next month, a box of matches and some other little goodies. And they are offering a special discount to the Productive Woman listeners who use the promo code TPW10 when you order at makinglight.com. I love these candles. I have been a subscriber for quite a while, well before they became sponsors of some episodes. And they are one sponsor in in particular that I can absolutely enthusiastically recommend to you. You can personalize your subscription. When you sign up, they ask you questions about the kinds of scents you like. And then each month you get this box with two full-size candles. One of them is the monthly featured fragrance. And then the second one is from your customized favorites list. And then a sample to audition the next month's featured fragrance and some other things that are in there the the idea behind them they explain really well in this little 2 minute video that they have on the website but it's it's basically to use these candles as a tool to help you create a daily ritual to focus on your best work the visual sensory ritual of lighting the candle really does seem to help help it help it become a habit and that of course makes it easier Uh, Everything you need is in the box for about 22 hour sessions of whether it's your creative work, like writing or, or your studying, maybe meditation practice, uh, everything's in the box. It's easily enough for a full month. And you, I, I just love the scents. I love the candles themselves. And I love this product. I encourage you to check it out by visiting makinglight.com. Check out that video that I mentioned. And when you order, be sure to let them know the productive woman sent you. I, I want to, to thank them for supporting the show. And I want them to know that you came from us. And remember, if you use the promo code TPW10, you'll get $10 off whatever subscription you start with. And that's TPW, like the productive woman and the number 10. So check it out. Let me know what you think. I'd I'd love to hear if you sign up um, what you think of them. And now let's get into the uh, topic for this episode. I talked in episode 186 about spring cleaning. And I mentioned that that's in part because it's been on my mind. It's springtime in North Texas. And and so I've kind of gotten into that. But I have also been thinking a lot in the last few months about the whole idea of downsizing your home. Um, We're not necessarily thinking about moving soon, but we are talking about the possibilities of at some point in the not so distant future, moving from our, our pretty large five bedroom home on 20 acres to something smaller and maybe even in another country. So that got me thinking about what's involved in downsizing, moving from big space to smaller space and um how can why why might somebody want to do that why you know why do people downsize how can we make it easier and so i thought i'd talk about that a little bit on this episode and i would love to hear from you your thoughts on this you can um you know i'll i'll share at the end as always some ways that you can share your thoughts on this topic. So what is downsizing? What I'm talking about here, it's very simple, moving your home from a larger space to a smaller one. It could happen in an office as well for that matter. And in fact, when I Googled downsizing, almost all the articles that came up were about company downsizing, that is, you know, people losing their jobs. Now that might be an interesting topic for a future episode, but it's not what this one's about. This one is about Uh, the whole idea of moving from a larger home to a smaller one. And, you know, downsizing might be something that's permanent, or it might be something that's temporary for a certain period of time. I guess at this point, I'm talking uh, most of what I'm going to talk about in this episode is more of a, a longer term kind of thing. So you've lived in a home of whatever size, and you're moving into something smaller. So why do people downsize their homes? I think we commonly think of that in connection with empty nesters, people whose children have grown and left home, whether whether they are retiring at that time or not, uh, we think of downsizing in that context. And in fact, when I was researching it, a lot of the articles kind of talked about uh, that stage of life, empty nesters downsizing. And there are tons of tips and ideas and resources available for people who are downsizing for that reason, as well as any other. And I'll link to all those in the show notes for this episode or, or a bunch of them that I found. But in addition to that, maybe a person is downsizing. It might be a student who's moving from their parents' home into a dorm room. So that would be more of a temporary downsizing, but a lot of the same principles would apply. Maybe it's because uh, someone's moving to a new city where housing is more expensive. So they're going to be buying a smaller home or, or renting an apartment for a period of time. Uh, I think people might be downsizing or it down, the concepts of downsizing might apply to people who are combining households, going from a solo home space to a shared space, whether it's because they're getting married or getting a new roommate or a person I know who recently moved back home. This is an adult. She's an adult, but she's moved back home to care for her ailing mother. So she's had to downsize uh, going from her own home back into her mother's home to help care for her. Sometimes people will be downsizing because of reduced income or and, or just trying to reduce expenses. Examples of that might be, you know, because of an unemployment situation or a divorce. And sometimes people are downsizing because of intentional lifestyle choices. And I think of uh, of Courtney Carver, who uh, who wrote about this in Soulful Simplicity, the book we talked about in episode 182, um, and how she and her husband deliberately made a choice to move from a larger home into a small apartment for the reasons she describes in the book. So there are lots of reasons why people might be choosing or kind of compelled maybe to downsize their homes. What are some of the benefits of downsizing? There's lots of articles about this. I mean, as I sat and just thought about it, obviously a smaller space usually is going to be less expensive. That's not always the case in some parts of the country of the United States and in other countries. In some areas, even small spaces are very, very expensive. But often that's uh, that's going to be a benefit that it's, you can buy a smaller home for less than you would pay for a larger one. Um, smaller spaces are going to be easier and less time consuming to clean and maintain. And that's a benefit. It leaves more time for other things that you care about. And another benefit that I thought about is that it forces you or at least encourages you to declutter. Uh, You know, obviously unless you just box your stuff up and put it in paid storage, but I would throw out a challenge that if you are looking at downsizing, uh, that you do it without doing that, that you uh, move to a smaller space without moving things into paid storage. What, uh, so, those are some of the benefits I thought of. What are some of the challenges of downsizing? Uh, f- f- the first one I thought about is just the psychological adjustment of fitting into a smaller space and I can't speak for other countries, but I think in the United States, we have this expectation of growth and expansion. And we, this idea that growth and expansion equals success, it's evidence of success. And so shrinking, so to speak, to a smaller space could be perceived as less success. It doesn't have to be that, but I think that's a psychological adjustment we might have to make. In addition, most of us don't like change anyway, and so moving to any new space could be challenging, but certainly going from a a bigger space to a smaller one could be really, really um, a a challenge for us just mentally to, to adjust to that change. Another challenge of downsizing might be finding privacy if you are in shared space. So if you're used to having a, a, you know, a big home where everybody's got kind of got their own space to go off to, uh, to get privacy, that may be harder. You know, if you're, you've gone from a household with multiple bathrooms to one with fewer bathrooms where you have to share, you have less, you know, more juggling of, of opportunities for privacy. And there are a lot of things you can do about these these challenges uh, and some of the resources that I'll link to uh, address those, but that's a challenge of downsizing uh, similarly just finding space for important activities in a smaller home whether you know so finding space to work whether it's business or household work like paying the bills or things like that so kind of office type space. Finding space to work out if that's something you do. Finding cooking space. If you've gone from a, a big home with a big kitchen to a smaller home with a, a smaller kitchen, cooking becomes more of a challenge and you've got to be more creative about making use of your space. Or space for entertaining. Those are some of the activities that I thought about um, that could, could be challenging in a smaller space. And then there's just the angst of deciding what to get rid of. And that's hard for a lot of us. And we've talked in, in some past episodes about the challenges of decluttering and of getting rid of our stuff um, that, that, and I'll, I'll try to remember to link to some of those past episodes in the show notes. So you can go back and listen to those if you want to. We have memories, that are linked to a lot of our belongings. And so there's an emotional attachment that we're going to have to deal with if in order to downsize our home, we need to get rid of some of our belongings. And so there are steps you can go through in dealing with that, thinking about why you're attached to a particular item and is there a way to retain and honor that memory while letting go of the item itself. One article I read said, you know, ask yourself as part of that process, what's the worst thing that will happen if I get rid of this thing, if you're hesitating to get rid of something? And um, that's a great question to ask. Uh, an article called Managing the Emotional Stress of Downsizing Your Home s- reminded us that the goal of downsizing is to keep items that reflect who you are now, not who you were then in the past. And that goes to that question of the emotional attachment, the memories associated with certain things. Keep the things that are reflective of who you are today, not the things that were are reflective of who you were at some point in the past. I'll link to that article, of course. It was really, it's worth reading. So those are some of the challenges I thought of. You may think of others, and I'd love to hear what those are. So shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Let me know what challenges you've faced in downsizing, if if that's something you've done. Uh, And so let's do just a few tips for helping downsize. The first thing that I thought about it really is attitude is everything regardless of the reason for downsizing, can you see it as a positive thing? You you know, I talked a few minutes ago about the the challenge of the psychological adjustment of going from a, a more expansive space to something smaller. Can you see it as a positive thing? Can you use it as an opportunity to think intentionally about the stuff that's taking up space in your home? And and I refer you back to that episode, was it 182, where I talked about Courtney Carver's book, Soulful Simplicity, and some of the things that she had to say about home being a place where we live, not a place to store stuff. And so downsizing could be a really good opportunity to think about the stuff that's in your space, why it's there, what purpose it serves, what value it actually brings to you. But think, uh, so that's one way to kind of adjust our attitude about downsizing. I think it's, you know, especially if the downsizing is a result of something we're not real happy about, you know, if it's a divorce or job loss, or we're moving for reasons we didn't, we, that weren't kind of voluntary. But either way, think about the goal of your downsizing and um, that, that, article that I mentioned a minute ago, Managing the Emotional Stress of Downsizing Your Home, Uh, that writer encourages us to, and I'm quoting here, view this process as a positive time when you are creating a new chapter in your life, and it is a time to reinvent your lifestyle and your surroundings. So Again, attitude really is everything in, in life in general, but in particular for our topic today, if we are downsizing our home, can we see this as a positive opportunity to kind of reinvent our space and re, and, and, you know, I, I go back to the thing we don't, most of us don't like change, but we can look at it as an opportunity to try some new things and create something even better. So that's the first tip. Attitude is everything. The second thing is a little more practical. Evaluate your new space and decide what you actually are going to have room for. Get a floor plan if you can and measure the things you have, figure out where they will fit. Now, this could be kind of fun because there are some free tools available that would let you kind of uh, do your floor plan and your room arrangements In a you know, digitally, so you can see, all right, is this king size bed going to fit in that bedroom? Is this couch going to fit in that living room? Is this desk going to fit on that wall? And so, some of the tools that are available, there you know, IKEA offers several planning tools, there's a, a site called Planner 5D, and then there are several others, and I will link. Uh, an article in the show notes that lists 10, what they call the 10 best free online virtual room programs and tools. Uh, And so that link will be in the show notes for this episode, or you can just Google free room planning tools and you'll find all sorts of resources. And that might be real helpful to you as you think about, um, you know, where you're moving to, what you're going to be able to fit in there certainly if you're moving into a shared space so you're getting married you're getting a new roommate you're moving in with another person kind of each do an inventory of the the big especially the big pieces that you have but the stuff that you have and then compare those inventories and rather than keeping duplicates of whether it's big stuff or little stuff decide what you're going to so whose couch are you going to keep whose glassware whose wall art you know compare those inventories and decide all right we'll keep your your couch cuz it suits the room better we're going to keep my set of dishes and then that way you can each kind of go figure out what not what you're going to get rid of before you make the move Okay, so that's that was the third tip. The fourth one is to do some decluttering. Um, get start getting rid of the things you figured out. Kind of what will fit into the room, into the storage space that's going to be available to you. What you're going to need there. What won't fit, and start. Uh, decluttering. And I would start with the big stuff. What furniture can you get rid of? What can you, you know, can you sell it on on Craigslist or eBay? Can you donate it? Can you give to friends or family? But start allocating things and getting rid of those things that you're not going to take with you um, don't get too carried away. House Beautiful, uh, lists, uh, on their website offers a list of things that you should be sure to hang on to and not get rid of in your decluttering blitz. Cause we can get a little over enthusiastic and get rid of things that we should actually consider care keeping. So while we want to get rid of a lot of paper, there are certain papers, for instance, that we want to keep. and So I would, uh, I'll would, link to that article in the show notes, and I encourage you to check that out, to think about things that you want to make sure you keep while you're get rid of, getting rid of the things that you don't need that you're not going to have space for. During this preparatory time, if you can go through every cupboard, every closet, every drawer, look at what's in there that you haven't used in a year or more and start sorting things into, you know, trash to, to throw away, things that you might sell, things that you might rehome to friends or family, things that you might donate to charity, and then the things that you're going to keep and take with you to your new home. When it comes to paper kinds of things, digitize whatever you can. So papers, important papers, photos, uh, manuals, anything that you could scan and save digitally so that you don't have to take the paper with you, that's going to make the move easier, make your space more comfortable when you've moved into your new home. And and as you look at, at the stuff and you're deciding what to keep, what to not keep, think about this. Here's a question to start from. What would you replace if you lost everything? It, you know, of all the stuff that you have in your cupboards, and your closets, on your shelves, on in the furniture, all those things, what would you replace? certainly replace if you lost it all. If a tornado took out your home and you lost everything, what things would you replace? What things would you maybe not miss? And those things that you would replace are things you want to make sure you have with you in your new home. All right. The, so then number five, I guess, is to Uh, prepare to make the best use of your smaller space. So we've talked about evaluating that space, figuring out what you have room for, maybe using some of those tools to kind of uh, those online free tools to, to plan out the space. Make sure that as you're deciding what to take with you, that you're making the best use of the smaller space. So for instance, furniture, Uh, you you probably want to keep or buy if you're going to get something new, only pieces that will do at least double duty. So for instance, a coffee table that has drawers where you can store blankets for guests, or a sofa that folds into a bed, or, you know, any of those kinds of things, bedside tables that that also, you know, have drawers where you can keep things that you need handy. Uh, Anything that an ottoman that you can use for extra seating, but also opens up to store, um, again, blankets or something like that. Think about the kinds of pieces that you're going to have in your home that can do uh, double or even triple duty to make the most use of your space. And also be sure to make use of vertical space. So you may have less floor space than, than where you're com- going from, uh, but you still have walls. And so use that vertical space, wall-mounted shelves, underbed storage solutions can also help, uh, those kinds of things. So make the best use of the, the space that you're going to have. And finally, uh, you know, my last tip on this is to get some help if you can. Either a professional, and and we talked in previous episodes about uh, uh, maybe hiring a professional organizer to go through this stuff with you and help you uh, figure out what to keep, what you're going to need, that sort of thing. Or else a good friend who will be really honest, who's willing to come in and help you with the the decluttering, the sorting, the planning, and who will be honest with you about the value of uh, things that you might keep keep versus not keep. So those are all, um, you know, ha- sometimes having help, having an objective third party there can help you figure these things out better. So those are some thoughts that I had and things that I've been thinking about in our process of, 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 preparing to downsize as i said we're not planning to move anytime soon but we have a lot of stuff i've mentioned this in the past we have a pretty large home with lots and lots of storage we have huge walk-in closets and stuff and we've been married for 39 years and have five kids that we've raised so we've had lots of time to accumulate a lot of stuff and that makes us um A little less flexible. I mean, that's one of the nice things about downsizing and and maybe getting rid of some things is you have a little more flexibility to you know, go off and do an adventure or something. And so we've really been thinking about things in that light. And although we, we don't intend to downsize immediately, I want to be prepared to do so if we decide the timing is right to um, to leave this house, go to somewhere smaller to to maybe travel more or something like that. And so I'm really trying to think about what I would need to do if we were going to downsize, what, what do I want to be sure I could take with me, what things are filling up space in my home right now that, that we don't need to have. And so part of that for me has been having a box in various rooms where every day I try to put one or two things in that box that are either going to go to our kids if they want them or else go to charity. So that now I've actually got, um, some space in my kitchen cupboards that, that's empty. And that's the first for me. Uh, so that would make it knowing that I don't need all the space that I have is going to make it much easier for us to downsize if and when we decide we're ready to do that. So anyway, those are some thoughts that I've had. I would love to hear from you on this topic. Have you downsized your home or are you thinking of doing so? Do you have any tips that you could share for making the move from a larger space to a smaller one, simpler and less stressful? I'd love to hear what those are. You can, as always, share your ideas, your questions, your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 188, which is where you will also find links to some of the resources that I looked at. and, And some of them I mentioned in this episode, but there are several other really good articles and tools that I'll have links for there. And in in the show notes so that if this is timely for you, I've I've done some of the legwork to find you some information that might be helpful. So again, that's at theproductivewoman.com slash 188. You could also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or in the uh, Productive Woman Community Facebook group. If you want to share your thoughts on this with me privately, as always, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I always look forward to hearing from you and uh, would be happy to have your input on this topic. A couple of quick things I've mentioned, I mentioned in the newsletter for April that we're doing some new things with the Productive Woman Masterminds. I am working on the plans for the Productive Woman Professionals, is what I'm calling it right now. This is a mastermind specifically for professional women uh, doctors, lawyers, architects, accountants, uh, educators, executives, those sorts of things. And so It will be a little bit longer term mastermind, the regular productive woman mastermind, which is still available, uh, is a, is a 12 week program. The productive woman professionals will be a longer one that will have a, a big stronger mix of both group mastermind meetings and then one-on-one coaching with me and if this is so, and, and some other features to it, if this is something that you're interested in, shoot me an email at feedback at the productive com, And let me know you're interested in learning more about the productive woman professionals. Uh, I'm going to be putting groups together, uh, or a group together in the next few weeks. And if that's of interest to you, I'd love to share my thoughts with you and, and, maybe make you part of that group. So uh, I think that's it. Don't forget to visit makinglight.com to learn more about their uh, really amazing candle subscription. I love these candles. (laughs) So makinglight.com, let them know I sent you and use that promo code TPW10. That's TPW like the productive woman and the number 10 to get $10 off your first subscription. And I want to thank making light for supporting the productive woman. That is it for this episode of the productive woman a little bit shorter than usual. Uh, As always, I am grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I do look forward to talking with you again very, very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.